this morning, the Senate Judiciary Committee is going to take their vote on Kavanaugh. It would seem uh, from the reporting that Jeff Flake, the uh, the only real possible holdout Republican on the committee, is a yes. So it will, along party lines like we were talking about earlier, 11-10 go out of the committee as a recommendation for a yes vote. And then are the, I heard noon tomorrow somewhere yesterday, but then I never heard it anywhere else. Has uh, that been nailed down yet? No, it's funny. I heard it'd be uh, Monday or Tuesday. I heard, like yeah, I heard that somewhere also, Who but I, then I heard noon tomorrow. So. I hear a lot of ass. Yeah, I know. Uh, so uh, so if the committee votes yes, and they will, uh, then you got your two-tree uh, moderate Republican gals in the Senate uh, as a whole that uh, they're the wobblers that people want to know what they're going to do, and they've mm-hmm. all retreated to their retreats and are uh, talking about it amongst themselves. And are retreating. Yes. Just what we need to battle. Now they're thinking about it. How long which is, is a perfectly reasonable thing to do? How long is the whole Lindsey Graham thing? Uh, which, about four and a half. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. So he used up his his whole five minutes. Uh, we 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 certainly nailed it yesterday as we were watching the uh, the original strategy from the Republicans of having that woman come in and treat it like it was a courtroom because oh. that was just not working it it was a, a dismal failure and there, it, it was successful in that uh, the Republicans were terrified of of uh, looking uh, mean toward the little ladies uh, which to me was a condescending attitude to the, to begin with but they're terrified well and because the woman they they had there for the questioning is not a politician not only was she not going after Ford, which was okay, she wasn't going after the process, right? Which was not okay. Absolutely not. Uh, you needed yeah. you need somebody to stand up for how how crazy the process has been. It was a dismal failure. And as we assumed, Lindsey Graham was sitting there, just come on, let me talk. This is ridiculous. Yeah, is somebody going to say something here? Or are we going to stick with this obviously failed strategy, or are we going to lay on our back and just get punched in the face over and over again without? Without throwing any punches ourselves, right? Yeah, that was just this is terrible. So after one of the breaks, he he, they, I don't know who finally made the decision of uh, we're going to let one of the senators talk. Well, I think if Lindsey Graham says to uh, the ancient Chuck Grassley, "I'm not yielding my time to that woman," I'm talking. I have a feeling Chuck Grassley says, "Okay, okay," and here's how it went down. Senator Graham, <clears throat> are you aware that at nine twenty-three? On the night of July the 9th, the day you were nominated to the Supreme Court by President Trump, Senator Schumer said, 23 minutes after your nomination, I will oppose Judge Kavanaugh's nomination with everything I have. I have a bipartisan, and I hope a bipartisan majority will do the same. The stakes are simply too high for anything less. Well, if you weren't aware of it, you are now. Did you meet with Senator Dianne Feinstein on August 20th? I did meet with Senator Feinstein. Did you know that her staff had already recommended a lawyer to Dr. Ford? I did not know that. Did you know that her and her staff had this allegations for over 20 days? I did not know that at the time. If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said hello, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Are you a gang rapist? No. 
cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham. That you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. God, I hate to say it because these have been my friends. But let me tell you, when it comes to this, you're looking for a fair process. You came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. Do you consider this a job interview? The advice and consent role is like a job. You consider that you've been through a job interview. I've been through a process of advice and consent under the Constitution. Which Would you say you've been through hell? I, I've been through uh, hell and then some. This is not a job interview. Yeah. This is hell. This, this, this is going to destroy the ability of good people to come forward because of this crap. Your high school yearbook. You have interacted with professional women all your life, not one accusation. You're supposed to be Bill Cosby when you're a junior and senior in high school. And all of a sudden you got over it. It's been my understanding that if you drug women and rape them for two years in high school, you probably don't stop. Here's my understanding. If you lived a good life, people would recognize it like the American Bar Association has the gold standard. His integrity is absolutely unquestioned. He is the very circumspect in his personal conduct, harbors no biases or prejudices. He's entirely ethical, is a really decent person. He is warm, friendly, unassuming. He's the nicest person, the ABA. The one thing I can tell you, you should be proud of, Ashley, you should be proud of this, that you raised a daughter who had the good character to pray for Dr. Ford. To my Republican colleagues, if you vote no, you're legitimizing the most despicable thing I have seen in my time in politics. You want this seat? I hope you never get it. I hope you're on the Supreme Court. That's exactly where you should be. And I hope that the American people will see through this charade. And I wish you well. And I intend to vote for you. And I hope everybody who's fair-minded will. He was, obviously that was not scripted. He was just uh, doing his thing. And uh, as somebody pointed out, listening to it on the radio was difficult because he was so worked up. He would write it differently because when you're saying... You wanted the Supreme Court. I sure. hope you never get it. Well, he right. was turning toward his Democrat, the colleagues. Democrats. But if you're yeah, listening, there was on the one radio, sentence in particular that had like three U's in it as he was looking and pointing in various right. spots. Exactly, it was uh, mystifying on yeah. the radio. Did you just yeah. tell Kavanaugh you don't want him in the Supreme Court? Then tell him he did. No, no. Right. Okay, so yes, he was right. pointing various directions. A rare instance where TV has an advantage over radio, but that's Almost one never. one time in a hundred. Almost <laughs> never. Right. Very rare. Right, Michael. <laughs> that's right. Well, I thought that was awe-inspiring and fantastic from a guy who has been in the Senate for a long time and knows how it used to be and has seen how it is now and is disgusted by it. Is there anybody? You know, we were just talking earlier about different people saw Lindsey Graham screed in different ways. Is there anybody who's not disgusted by the current po- political uh, uh, processes? 
By the, the goings on in the Senate? Well, everybody is, but I guess they come at it from, did they blame a different side for why it's so disgusting? He's absolutely right. If you want a fair process, you've come to the wrong town at the wrong time. Right. Yeah. Well, it is disgusting, and I'm not particularly concerned about what people who are wrong think. I am here to forcefully advocate my point of view, and I have no hesitation, Jack, my boy, to do that. I'm not particularly concerned that a lot of people see it a different way. I will advocate my point of view as articulately and truthfully as I can until I get yanked off the air. If I convince two people... Who are you talking to, me? In, in America, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't I'm, care. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I know, I'm, I know you don't object to it. I just know how troubled you are by this bizarre, nobody listens to anybody time we're in, and this Rorschach test. Every single event is a Rorschach test, and nobody takes a single second to consider the other point of view. But I am not that guy. I listened to the whole freaking thing yesterday, trying to figure out what in the hell was going on. I call out my quote-unquote side all the time. I'm not Rorschach test guy. I have some pretty strong points of view, but you know when my side sucks, they suck. Merrick Garland should have gotten a hearing. There. You know... If you want to say, yeah, you started this, you started this, you got Harry Reid in the nuclear option, then you got Demerit Garland. It's been moving down progressively. I'm not blaming Democrats for the current ugliness. I would say during this go-around, they're morally and politically indefensible in what they're doing. It's disgusting. They have sexually assaulted uh, Dr. Ford. I mean, what was done to her, and and I'm not sure how complicit she was in this, uh, because there were some strange goings on at the hearings yesterday. She's an odd woman, so it's hard to say. I'll grant you that. Yeah, and it is hard to say. Which doesn't make her a bad person. I know a lot of odd people. I don't leap to certainty like a lot of people who agree with me do. It bothers me. You get a shred of evidence and you announce, therefore, it's obvious that, no, it's not obvious. It's kind of possible, and that's a step toward there, but I don't feel the need to rush to certainty. On the other hand, I got a couple of things for you to consider about the hearing yesterday. Number one, all that stuff about she can't testify. Well, she she can't fly. She doesn't fly. She flies all the time. And that weak act of a prosecutor gal for the Republicans never brought that home. The whole, uh, well, she, she didn't understand that, that the uh, committee would come to California. That was not only made clear to all her representatives, clear to her representatives, it was in every freaking news outlet in America that they were more than willing to meet her anywhere on any terms. That was utterly clear. And that was all very, very weird. Not to mention the whole Diane Feinstein holding on to the thing, uh, the gal being lawyered up uh, before the allegations came out. And somebody pointed this out via email, and I thought it was really, really interesting. You've got the accuser there with lawyers on each side of her continually stopping her and telling her, don't answer that question. That's attorney-client privilege. Don't talk about who paid for this. Don't tell them who, or let's not talk about who advised you. or The lie detector stuff was especially interesting because, man, the lawyer got in her ear a lot over that, and I really would like to know why they they wouldn't just let her answer the questions. Over and over again, the accuser was lawyered up, and the accused sat there alone and answered the questions. Doesn't that strike oh, you he as is odd? a lawyer? That's an advantage, isn't it? Oh, yeah, he does have that going for him. Uh, I've got, uh, at some point, an employment lawyer talking about dealing with allegations of sexual assault and uh, 10 red flags uh, that I think is, is relevant. Um, but 
So anyway, my my greater point is that this, this whole process is just incredibly ugly. <laughs> Somebody texted, this is what happens when women have power. Watch out for prohibitions return. Oh, God. Um, Thank you for advancing the discussion, my friend. Here's my concern from 30,000 feet. If we can see these things so incredibly differently, I think that's how you end up with a Hutu and Tutsi sort of civil war. I think it's possible. You have that level of they're evil, we're right. And you, you can't even you can't even see things. We're, they, we because our tribe now is not the United States. It's our parties, I guess. It's right. got to be more our ideology than our parties. Based yeah, on yeah, polling, although, but, although but whatever many it is, people they identify with a party and they change their ideology to fit that party. Yeah, but whatever it is, it's not the United States is not our is not our tribe anymore. Well, and then you get the condoning of violence on one side or the other. Right, and exactly. then the other side saying, "Well, if you get to be violent to us, we're going to yeah. be violent to you." Yeah, and, and, and there it goes. Yeah, no. and they started it, so we can do this justifiably. I think it could get so incredibly like killing people in the streets ugly when we have this different a view of the same event. Right. I've always wondered how that could happen when you look at other countries mm-hmm. and 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 people who are the, from the same area speak the same language are killing each other. I think I understand now. Yeah, you see events completely differently. Well, and I'd point out 1968 in Chicago. That's more or less what we had. Not to mention the assassinations, and we bounced back from that to some extent. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. We got to play the end of the. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce her name? Klobuchar. The end of her little dealio, when because uh, that's the other highlight of the day to me. When she and Kavanaugh got into a little bit, we got we got lots of clips for you if you didn't watch the whole seven hours. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. She was clearly a sociopath, one of our textures said about uh, Dr. Ford. Uh, Getting into the different ways people view this sort of thing. Um, Uh, Yeah, and uh, what's interesting is... um, and I think there are various reasons for this. The women are uh, are wording their opinions much more strongly than the fellas via the uh, email. Anyway, uh, a lot of women saying uh, that woman is odd, a crackpot, phony, lawyered up. I'm not buying it. Uh, it's funny. Dudes feel completely unwilling to say that these days. Right. Well, I'll tell you what I thought, I thought of her, and I know this, you know. I said things that aren't very nice yesterday. I think her um, her whole uh, was that thing that some women do where they pretend they're too choked up to talk because they think it makes the story sound more emotional. I think that was phony. I don't think what she was saying was phony, but I think that she's one of those people that goes uh, when she's telling stories. I've known so many women that do that. She didn't choke up about legitimate things like her old quarterback. <laughs> that was that one was that one was strange to me. Um, uh, well, he threw but, him a lot of passes. Yeah. If you didn't watch the whole thing, you have no idea what we're talking about. But um, uh, but I think she's I think she's a very strange woman, and I know this is an unfair thing to say, but I don't know. Well, do, should I say this or not? I don't because know. she's she she she's she's a victim of something. I think, 
I think she's a victim of the Democrats, certainly, uh, 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 using her story in a way that doesn't help her life anyway. Uh, right. I think something probably happened to her, but I don't think Kavanaugh did it. That's that's my take on yeah. this. But she's got some pretty uh, serious emotional problems if she's designing her house with two front doors because of her claustrophobia. Right. And she, yeah, she didn't sign up for radio hosts dissecting her life. Well, but no, that indeed, said, and, and it could be sexual assault has rendered her somebody with a lot of trouble. True, I but mean, yeah, she, 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 yeah, she. The whole, I need an extra front door because I don't feel safe in my home with only one front door. Back door, side door, garage door? No. Her whole, I didn't know what to do. I called my beach friends and my beach friends were telling me that's just, I don't don't know what that is for a a woman who's 50 years old. You know, uh, in her defense, it is entirely possible she knew the, the weakness of her allegation that there was no corroboration. Um, or she sensed it. She might know in her heart of hearts that that it's not true or not entirely true. I don't know. It might be true. I don't know. It's unknown and unknowable for the umpteenth time. But, and here's my point, she knew that, so her sole purpose, which she stated, was to give the president a heads up, hey, this guy did this when we were teenagers, Highly uncool. Keep it in mind as you go through your short list. That was her sole stated purpose. The Democrats on the committee having nothing, nothing, nothing with which to indict this guy and keep him off the Supreme Court decided toward the very, very end, all right, all we've got is this unsubstantiated and unsubstantiatable allegation we're going to use it to hell with this woman who knew her life would be made hell to hell with the fact that she knew it couldn't be substantiated to hell with the misery. This will cause her. We're going to la- we're going to bring it out at the last second. I- I'm not mad at her. I have no idea what's going on at with with uh, Christine Blasey for I had no idea what her life is or, or whether she was assaulted. I just don't know. I th- I think, and again, this is a very unfair thing to say to someone who's a, who's a real woman with a real life who's actually in our you know possibly in our listening audience. I don't know. If Thank she's you a, for listening. I don't Dr. know. If she's Ford. a listener to our show, but she certainly could be on actually a couple of different radio stations. Um, uh, I think. Her husband got them into couples counseling because he thought this whole two doors thing, you need some help. Yeah. And he was trying to get her that direction. Clearly. Well, her GoFundMe page is up to about $475,000. You can buy a lot of flights for that. Oh, you can buy a lot of lawyers, too. Uh, She she doesn't fly. She's afraid to fly, except when she flies all the time. What's going on here, News Marshal? Well, i got to tell you, it's still raucous. Democrats have walked out of the Senate Judiciary hearing led by California Senator Kamala Harris. Senator Feinstein's blasting allegations, her office leaked IDs, and Tesla stock is falling this morning. Stories coming up. Okay, we'll bring you all of that. Are they still going to vote? Or are they not going to show up for the vote later this morning? I'll bet they don't show up for the vote. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. As Marshall's about to tell us, the Democrats have gotten up and walked out of the hearing. The voting is not until uh, 1030, by the way, so we're not missing any voting. And they're talking a lot about other judges because I had missed the fact that they're forwarding a whole slate of judges that will be voted on. Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court, of course, being the highlight of all that. 
All these other judges will be confirmed 100 to nothing, but if they ever end up getting moved up to the next level of the Supreme Court, all of a sudden they'll be the devil, Republican or Democrat. Right. Because that's just the way it works. But so the Democrats have gotten up and walked out, and now Kamala Harris is outside talking into a microphone yeah. and, and waving her arms around. Yep. And um, there's, 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 politics is just such an ugly game. And so both sides are trying to strategize out of this. Yes. What's going to motivate our people here in a couple of weeks for Election Day the most right. Right. to get turnout of? That's the only question. Yeah. And then some of them, like her, are running for president also here in a couple of months. They'll be full on forming their presidential committees. So you got that angle, too. You know, the only uh, glimpse of humanity I saw during the hearings yesterday was that both sides, with with some notable exceptions like Cory Booker and Kamala Harris, who are so clearly grandstanding and trying to get uh, nominated for 2020. But so many of the folks on both sides of the aisle told both Dr. Ford and Judge Kavanaugh, we're so sorry for this. This has been really rough on y'all. Yeah, I did like that. There are a variety of senators like, I don't even know who they are or what state they're from. You never hear from them. Right. And th- that's what they would say. This is just ugly all the way around. I apologize to you and her. Yeah. yeah. There was a few of them that did that. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll drive them out of the Senate soon enough. <laughs> right. right. No <laughs> room for a conscience or a human heart. <laughs> Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, Jack, as you were uh, mentioning, California Democratic Senator Kamala Harris is out in the hallway right now telling reporters, I walked out of the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on Kavanaugh. This hearing is a sham. And Dr. Christie. It's a travesty, sham, and a mockery. It's a travish, a mockery. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Christine Blessy Ford and the American people deserve better. End of her quote. Well, she's right about that. <laughs> we all deserve better than this. Meanwhile, you got Arizona Senator Jeff Flake now voting to confirm Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. He said, I will vote to confirm later this morning. And the committee. How would you not? Yeah. Is the, I just, yeah. And the committee has now set 10.30 as the time for their vote on sending Kavanaugh's nomination to the full Senate. Now, during op- Still some open uh, question as to whether or not when the full Senate gets the vote as to how the women's are going to vote, huh? Uh, yeah, they have not spoken, no, for the record. During the opening comments during the Judiciary Committee meeting, California Senator Dianne Feinstein said she was deeply disappointed to be voting on Kavanaugh's nomination, charging Republicans have focused almost entirely on partisanship and process. Hilarious. The majority argued that the sexual assault Dr. Ford experienced was nothing more than a Democratic smear campaign that I am allegedly orchestrating. My staff and I were accused of leaking Dr. Ford's letter, which we did not. We were accused of leaking Deborah Ramirez's letter, which we did not. We were said to have refused to participate in the partisan, quote, investigation, end quote. Yet it is the Republicans who have refused to talk to Debbie Ramirez or Julie Swetnick. Debbie Ramirez, wow. I can't believe her name even comes up still. But And Julie um, Swetnick, the uh, Avenatti gal? Yeah. Oh, Lord. So, uh, I don't think DiFi leaked the name herself, and she's covering all this up, but I think somebody on her staff did. And did you see the part where she turned around to her staff? Because she was asked by uh, Cornyn from Texas. Right. Did, did anybody in your staff do it? No. Well, have you asked him? She turns around and says, did anybody leak it? I said, no. No? And then I she just... said, no. They say that. And somebody said, yeah, you did ask us. And she said, oh, yes, I did ask them. Did you, did you ever consider they might be lying to you? Boy, I'd rather vote for positive Sean than Kevin DeLeon, who's uh, running against Diane Feinstein. But man, oh, man, is she past her prime. Oof. 
In other news, police think they have dismantled a large criminal ring involved in several smash-and-grab thefts around the state of California, all at Apple stores. The Attorney General Javier Becerra announcing a number of arrested warrants issued yesterday involving 17 people linked to Apple Store heists in 19 counties over the last several months. Way to go, X-Man. Yeah, they've been ravaging a lot of uh, a lot of the areas where our folks live. Yep. Meanwhile, Tesla stocks have fallen 12% as regulators are looking to oust Elon Musk as the CEO. According to the Associated Press, Musk has rejected settlement with the feds. Based on that whole 42069, I have financing lined up ridiculous joke slash press release. Isn't there a Trump clause in the SEC like we apparently have in politics now? He was obviously kidding. Right. How Where you just say that when Trump says something, he obviously didn't mean that. Next, Elon Musk. Nobody, nobody took that seriously. Next to every uh, listing of, of uh, Tesla stock should be an asterisk, which says, <laughs> remember, Elon Musk is wacky. You know? <laughs> the SEC is charging Tesla's uh, CEO, Musk, with fraud. The complaint, again, accusing Musk of making false and misleading statements when he was tweeting about thinking of taking the car company private and saying he had secured funding. Yeah, I get it. I've heard people say, and we're going to talk to a guest in a little over an hour about this, but um, I've heard it suggested that Elon is really not cut out to be the CEO of a publicly traded company because you've got to be so buttoned up and so careful about the SEC rules and regs and that he he needs to be the visionary, the you know, the chief operating officer, whatever, but you've yeah. got to leave, leave the technical I stuff. I can believe that. The sort- some gray man in a gray suit yeah. or a woman. The sort of person that pours over SEC regulations right. is not the sort of person that gets you to Mars. And sells flamethrowers. And Which sells flamethrowers. Totally cool. <laughs> hey, one final note. A new study says hospital privacy curtains are the new hot spot for dangerous germs. Researchers in Canada found the curtains get contaminated after two weeks after they are washed and reused. The privacy curtain. So you got the person moaning in pain next to you, and you pull that little thin curtain. Yeah, don't be, don't that's... be looking at my junk there, Moni. <laughs> the majority of them, it turns out, harbor a certain bacteria that can cause deadly skin infections, while other bacterias may be lurking on them that can transmit various diseases, including traces of FM fecal matter. It's crap. It's crap? It's crap. There are the scientists there in well, the field. We were talking to somebody the other day who's doing the some sort of private doc that comes to your house right. with with part of the, the the thing being every time I go to the the hospital or go to the doctor's office I get sick. Yeah, I worry yeah. about that too. You're sitting in there with a whole bunch of sick people. Everything right. you touch is covered with eight different kinds of colds. Ugh. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I I have to assume that most of the Democrats aren't going to show up for this vote. Right. That's going to be the uh, grand standy gesture. Which, if I was, you know, trying to make a political yeah. move, I'd do the same thing because you you're, you can't change the vote. You're going to lose it. The best way to get some attention is not show and beat a microphone on a, on a friendly outlet. And, right. Sure. Yeah. And howl about it. I hmm. use grandstandy pejoratively, intentionally. On the other hand, there's voters in the grandstand. That's why you do that. <laughs> All right. So they're trying to yeah. whip them yeah. up. Yeah. Um, some more uh, clips from the hearings yesterday, and I want to hit you with some uh, a variety of what some pundits thought of the whole thing. It's pretty good. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of nation. the nation. God, this is insane. Are we back? Now we're back. So- we're back when I say we're back, Michael. So we got to go to Lindsey Graham, who's speaking right now in the committee, and it's getting all the attention. Joe was just saying, it's not even the news cycle now. <laughs> right. It's not a 24-hour. It's like a 24-minute news cycle. Well, yeah, sometimes we come in in the morning, uh, throw out the plan, look what happened. Now it's quarter hour to quarter hour. For, throw out the plan of 10 minutes ago. Everything's changed. What the hell? And you can say, remember when the Democrats walked out? God, that seems like it was a week ago, but Those it was last hour. <laughs> Now we're on to Lindsey Graham, day two. Yes. He's got his... Uh, he just, bring it, Lindsey, bring it! He's back to Lindsey Graham. Here and unresolved. He's next here. Allegations of sexual assault. One of the Democrats who's going to vote Senator Graham. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> I know I'm a uh, single white male from South Carolina, and I'm told I should shut up, but I will not shut up if that's okay. Because I got here the same way everybody else did. The people in South Carolina voted for me and Senator Scott to be their voice, men and women. And I'm going to try to be their voice today. And uh, maybe not just for South Carolina, but a little bit about what I think is going on here. Joe Biden, I can't believe we're saying this on our side. Listen to Joe. But Joe was right a lot. Joe Biden's a unique guy. If you had one last conversation before you die, you'd want to have it with Joe. You'd be around for a while. He's a decent guy. If he runs for president, he'd be hard to beat. He came to Senator Thurmond's funeral and gave a long eulogy. And I asked him, Joe, I said, that was incredible. This can't help you in Delaware. He said, I just like the old guy. I didn't agree with him, and I didn't like some of the things he did in his life, but... When I was down and out, he was there for me. And to my colleagues on the other side, this will end and we'll see what we do next. I hope we can muster the ability to move forward. But some observations about where we find ourselves and how we got here. Uh, I wrote a book and I think Senator Blumenthal is the only person I know that actually read it. It was online. I ran for president, and I got 1%, so I've had my time to be president. (laughs) Didn't go very far, and I lost. I didn't think Trump would win. I ran out of adjectives to describe about how I felt about his campaign. Well, he won, and I lost, and he's president. And I'll try to help him where I can and say no when I must and... The election's over for me. I would like to tell him that you had a choice to make for the Supreme Court vacancy of Justice Kennedy. I think you did a good job, Mr. President. For somebody who's supposedly crazy and there's chaos everywhere, he did a good job here. Now, why difference between Gorsuch and Kennedy? I mean, excuse me, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. It's the Kennedy seat. If you don't get that, you're not paying much attention. Gorsuch is an even swap for Scalia. But this is high-stake stuff. Right? This is the seat where the guy in the middle is at risk. Kavanaugh clerked 
for Justice Kennedy. Would you have picked him? No. But you lost the election. And that does have consequences. When I said it about Obama winning, uh, I meant it. Merrick Garland. Scalia dies in the election year, the last year of the term of President Obama. The primaries are already underway. Not in a hundred years has anybody been nominated under that circumstance, so I don't think I did anything unfair with Garland. As to Sotomayor and Kagan, I was told on our side, you've got to keep them off the court because they're going to be a pro-choice vote. They hate guns. On and on and on. And I tried to go back to what this committee used to do. Strom Thurmond voted for Ginsburg. You'll never convince me that it was because he agreed with her philosophy. I think he saw in her a qualified person. Fritz Hollings voted for uh, Scalia. The same is true. 96 and 97 votes. What's happened? Most of the nominees Supreme Court have never had a hearing. It was always just assumed if they're qualified and they're not hacks that they're going to go forward. Elections do matter. When it comes to President Trump, elections do matter. Now, about the law. And to my friends who have been prosecutors. I've been a prosecutor, I've been a defense attorney, and I've been a judge. Every woman who's been victimized needs to be heard count me in a thousand times over. Count me in for the proposition for every one woman who comes forward, only God knows how many women and children go to their grave with the abuse. If you don't realize that, you just don't know this area of life. But you're going to be heard in the United States. I had a young man accused of sexual assault when I was in the Air Force as a defense attorney. The case eventually fell apart, and he almost killed himself. I had women who have been gang raped and didn't want to testify, but they did. Along with counselors, I sat up with them all night. Tough stuff. Emotional. Who to believe? I've been doing this legal stuff most of my life. I've never heard a more compelling defense of one's honor and integrity than I did from Brett Kavanaugh. He looked me in the eye, everybody in the eye, and he was mad and he should have been mad. He could tell you where he was at and what he was doing during high school in a way that just blew me away. Brett Kavanaugh and women. If you're a gang rapist when you're a sophomore and a junior in high school, you don't let it go. Every woman who actually knows Brett Kavanaugh has come forward to say he is not that kind of guy. He has been at the highest level of public service, under tremendous scrutiny, six FBI investigations, and we missed the sophomore junior gang rapist. We didn't miss it. It's much garbage. We're in the twilight zone, and here's what I would say. Miss Ford. All I can say about Miss Ford, I feel sorry for her, 
And I do believe something happened to her, and I don't know when and where, but I don't believe it was Brett Kavanaugh. And as a prosecutor, you couldn't get out of the batter's box because in America, before you can uh, accuse somebody of a crime, you have to tell them when it happened and where it happened, and you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt it did happen. The reason this case will never be brought in Maryland or anywhere else you just can't get there. If you wanted to get a warrant, which is a probable cause standard, to search or arrest somebody, you've got to prove by probable cause where it happened and when it happened. How are you supposed to defend yourself? Is the burden really on you to prove that you were not at a party 35 years ago and they won't tell you where it was and when it was? So all I can say is that under any reasonable standard, any concept of the rule of law, <clears throat> this would not go forward. Okay, we'll let him wrap it up when we come back from our break. Yep, as usual, we're rolling on everything. We've got the highlights for you. And more clips from yesterday and more of your texts and various pundits' views uh, of the hearings. The, the, the Diane Feinstein stuff, you can't miss it. It was troubling. On the Armstrong and Getty Show.